Katie, did you like Wonder Woman? Yeah. Yeah. Welcome to the Invincible Podcast, probably the best superhero podcast in the universe. This is a show where friends get to sit around and talk all things Invincible, a comic book by Robert Kirkman. We talk about, you know, past issues, new issues. Uh, sometimes we talk about tie-ins, like on today's episode, where we're going to be finally finishing our discussion all about the Brit tie-in series. And joining me for that is Bill. Hello, Ryan and Invincible fans. Invincible fans out there. <clears throat> yeah. Um, man, when did we do Brit Volume 2? Is that the one that we had to do twice? I think that was the one we no, did. No, no, yeah. we did the first one twice. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. We, well, uh, it wasn't here. It was it. maybe two months ago? It was a little more than that, I think. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, now that issues are coming out pretty regularly, and uh, on top of that, we've got the new readers catching up. They're almost done. Hopefully mm-hmm. next week we'll have new reader volume 11, which will be pretty much bringing them up to date. Um, but, yeah, we uh, we haven't sat down to talk Brit in a while. Uh, Should... Should we recap? We'll recap a little bit. Um, I don't think there's anything as far as news uh, in the Invincible universe going on right now. Well, we have news. TJ's been... Yeah, TJ's not here because he is in California right now at Kind of Funny Live. He got to go down and uh, he he met with Greg Miller and he's been talking about the podcast with a bunch of the, you know, Kind of Funny community and everything. So if you're a new listener because you've, you know, found us through that, welcome. Uh, this is a weird episode to jump into because um, we, I mean, go back and listen to Brit Volume 1, Brit Volume 2. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. And, you know, whereas a lot of other podcasts out there, you can kind of jump into any random old episode. I kind of view our podcast as kind of a unofficial DVD commentary track. You know what I mean? Yeah, a lot, a lot specific of things. A lot of people who have said, you know, they jumped in, they're they're almost caught up. Like mm-hmm. they're smart. They go back and they listen to yeah, which um, is hard because they, the first they were talking about us again on the Nerds Chatting <laughs> podcast where they um, uh, one of them, I think it was Nate, had just started listening to us and he went back to our first one to listen to, which is a little rough. You know, oh, yeah, it's pretty rough around the edges. I mean, I think most people's first episode can be a little rough. First but, anything, really. Well, true. No. Uh, but the, uh, I think the thing is, you know, if you're a new reader, if you're just getting into Invincible, we've got our new reader series. And you can, you know, those all tie in together. You can stick with just those. You don't need to. Why do you have to plug the new reader when everybody already likes those more? Oh, I know. But <sighs> but I was just about to say, though, there's also, if you're reading all the new issues, go back and, like, read the new issues with us. You know, read the most current ones, and we have discussions all about those. Or, like this, if you're reading Brit, or if you didn't read Brit and you want to know what happened in Brit, that's what we're here for. So, yeah, I mean, luckily, Brit is a pretty prevalent, nailed it. Prevalent. Prevalent uh, character, reoccurring character in the Invincible universe. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. I think even more so than Wolfman, because we do the Wolfman tie-in series yep. as well. <clears throat> I do want to do the tech jacket. Um, Especially after reading this volume, I was even more interested in tech jacket and the Galdarians yeah. and everything like that, because I, I didn't know much about tech jacket. Mm-hmm. Um, what else was there? Oh, after this, I mean... Guarding the globe, invincible universe. I mean, capes will be a, kind of a one episode kind of discussion, but yeah, we're all about talking about the invincible universe and everything else that's going on. Especially now that the again, 
new readers are going to be caught up. We're going to have more time for all these tie-ins, you know, expanding on what, you know, on this whole Invincible universe. And it's, you know, fun to talk about. So, Except for the last volume of Brit. <clears throat> you mean volume two? Yeah, that was the, the, two that was was the opposite of fun to uh, get through. That was yeah, tough. It was tough. Uh, speaking of, you know, uh, volume two, and, and before we get into that... <clears throat> Feel free to email us if there's a specific tie-in you want us to talk about, if there's something you think we should be doing different, or, you know, you just want to tell us how you found Invincible and want to share with us, uh, you can email us at theinvinciblepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter, uh, and we're on Facebook, you know. You know what will be kind of fun? What? Is we're going to eventually run out of, of content to discuss. Yeah. Um, there's, I mean, like there's the always stuff. You were at the tie-ins and, yeah. and the movie, and if yeah. a video game comes out, there's going to be a lot of invincible. I'm not talking about like in the foreseeable future. Yeah, but eventually, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. But eventually, for sure. I think that it would be fun if we had fans email us a random topic that they want us to do an episode on. Well, that's the thing. We don't do a lot of just general topics, which is what I was kind of talking about before, where a lot of what we do right now is kind of that special mm-hmm. feature DVD commentary kind of thing. But we know a lot of things about a lot of stuff yeah and it, it, and we can talk i mean this that's part of the reason why we started this podcast we can talk about just invincible just we would like to yeah just you know? random yeah. stuff um that kind of brings me to uh we have an email from luke lizaldi or lizald is that lizaldi or how would you pronounce that lizald lizald luke lizald uh he says hey ryan bill and tj first off i looked at the most recent issue and i can say i did not like it i loved it Ryan said he spent two months on this issue, and I can see why. This is a masterpiece. Ryan's inking is amazing. I love the variation in the line weights. The detail on each panel made me stop and take in all the Otley goodness. I think it's safe to say Ryan really enjoyed drawing this issue. I have to agree with the um, with Luke saying that like you have to stop and like take it in. That last issue was so intense that mm-hmm. there was a lot to... Yeah, we talked about it. We read it multiple times, mm-hmm. each of us. Um Luke continues, second, I was listening to episode one of the podcast and you guys were talking about how Kirkman had to make something happen with Shane in The Walking Dead to keep the book fresh. To add to that, I heard from a previous Kirkman interview that at the time, Jim Valentino was the publisher at Image Comics. Robert was telling him how bad he had this big idea for issue 25 Invincible of how Omni-Man would turn on everyone. And Jim Valentino told him, you won't have an issue eight if you don't get to it. So needless to say, the Omni-Man reveal happened much earlier. Can you imagine... The Omni-Man turn on everybody being in issue 25? We, I think we knew about that. We Didn't knew, we know about that? We knew that, um, well, we, I think what uh, Luke is referring to is when we talked about how the Shane moment in Walking Dead happened earlier than Kirkman would have naturally done because he saw that he should have, because he saw what happened by taking too long with the right, Omni-Man. with Invincible. And that was issue, like... <clears throat> What was that? Seven? Seven. Yeah. No, no, no. We got this wrong last time, too. Is there seven issues in volume one of Walking Dead, or is it six? I think it was. I think we thought it was seven, but it was six. It's, I think it's six. Yeah. So even still, even if it's seven, it's still way yeah. earlier. But either way, 25. Can you imagine if he would have waited till 25? I don't think that would have worked. I mean, I get, I get why someone would want to do that, mm-hmm. you know, in terms of like... Here's a pe- big moment. Yeah, people come, investing like, in this character for two years. More than two years. Can yeah. you imagine two years into the comic and and then Omni Man being bad? Yeah, but I feel like it would almost feel forced or contrived by then. By you know, then, this, yeah, you would have felt... known so much about that character. He would have had to have <clears throat> made everything that character yeah. had done make sense. That would have been hard. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad he did what he did. Um, and then Luke says, finally, 
please consider making this podcast a weekly podcast. It is one of my favorite podcasts. I wish there was just more of it. Thank you, Ryan, Bill, and TJ for putting this together. It puts a smile on my face and gives me something to look forward to on every other Friday. Best, Luke from Los Angeles. Um, um, As far as uh, going weekly, that would be awesome. We'd love it. Uh, I love almost all the podcasts I listen to are weekly podcasts. Um, It just, it's one of those things that there's a few reasons. One is finding the time. Um, We have, I mean, if you include the girls uh, on this podcast, there's five of us. It can be a little confusing getting everybody together to record. I know a lot of podcasts out there will record over Skype and everything like that, but we like doing it in person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, organizing it, making sure everybody has read, you know, what it is we're talking about. There's the whole thing with when an issue comes out. Not to mention back when we first started this podcast, uh, there were a lot of delays uh, in Invincible. So there was months would go by without a new, you know, issue to talk about. And... You know, unfortunately, we just we all have imagine five grown ups with like lives <laughs> and jobs, jobs, you know and what I mean, and kids and, and stuff. It's, it's yeah. difficult. We Again, would love to. I'd love to do it weekly. That'd I mean, be awesome. Would, yeah. I mean, uh, I, I love to listen to myself. You know what I mean? So listen to myself weekly <laughs> as opposed to biweekly would be great. Of course. But. Of course. On top of that, uh, as we kind of already mentioned uh, on this episode, uh, content. We don't want to blow through all this too fast. If we did weekly, I mean, in a matter of months, we'd be, you know, the girls would be caught up. We'd be done with all the tie-ins. I kind of like the schedule that we're at. As the uh, podcast continues, we will, you know, dive into more things, you know, talk about other stuff and kind of expand. But right now, we're kind of enjoying the schedule we're at. I mean, mm-hmm. right now, we've got this Brit Volume 3. We're finishing this discussion on Brit. Hopefully, next episode is going to be the girls reading Volume 11 and then after that, we're going to have a new issue. I kind of like the schedule that there's always something new to talk about. We never really have to deal with filler. I never wanted to come into, you know, do the podcast and us be like, uh, what are we going to talk about? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, that gets tough. And, you know, we want to make this better. And not only that, but we do pretty long episodes. I don't want to break them in half just to do like a half hour every week, like a part one, part two kind of thing. I'd rather give you guys good quality, you know, long in-depth stuff that you know is worth your time that's pretty much it i agree you know and unless they unless we create some sort of you know off week you know quick topic like I a, like about, a oh, fan topic and, and you know Luke, what I mean? trust me i've tried to figure out ways that we can make this weekly like maybe you know tj lives a little bit closer to me than bill maybe me and tj get together on every other week just to talk like 15, 20 minutes about something random just to oh, kind of like oh. fill it in. Yeah, yeah sorry, no, that's Bill. cool. No, but you know right. what I mean? Like I've tried to think of the easiest, quickest way to just put something out. But again, mm-hmm. I don't know if that's what we want to do. We'll see. You know, we're always changing and trying to improve on things. So we'll think about it Yeah, some nothing's more and... set in stone. You of know course. what I mean? I mean, yeah. we're still in the infancy of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're always open to some cool ideas and, and we'll take, you know, <clears throat> exactly. Guys got. All right. So. so let's get into this. So Brit Volume 2 ended. Now, <clears throat> we we didn't like Brit Volume 2 that much. I, I recently, don't think at all. We, I don't well, think at all. I mean, it had its moments. It had some really cool ideas. The art was awesome. I really like uh, Cliff Rathburn's stuff. Um, it, it felt like it was trying to do too much. You know what it felt like? It felt like a sci-fi story that was doing all these weird tricks without explaining them and assuming you 
and just knowing that you won't understand it. And it's kind yeah. of frustrating. It's it's frustrating when a sci-fi story or a mystery story tells you like shows you so much without telling you anything. You get frustrated. You know, yeah. there's one there's a certain level of, you know, disbelief that it's okay that we have to suspend, but it got to the point where it was just like things were happening that didn't make any sense. And there are a few things that never got resolved because I don't think they did make very much sense. Um but I mean, I mean, interestingly, so volume three is not written by the same. No, it is. It is. It oh, is. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Kirkman came in only as for editor the, only for like the that, last issue. Really? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it felt like night and day, though. That's so nuts. Because why wouldn't he answer some of the questions that he put in in volume two? Well, I think most of them did get answered. Um, now, volume two ended with uh, Brittany being injured and in the hospital Brittany being Britt's sister, Brit's sister yep. who's introduced in volume yeah. two. Again, I recommend everybody go back and listen to our volume two discussion just to kind of get an idea of what we're talking yeah. about here. Because we're going to talk as though you've read volume one and two. As just as if Ryan talked about how this book takes too many assumptions and that you understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly what we're going to do. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the uh, We do find out that Brittany was visited in the hospital by their brother who we don't know too much about at the time, um, we find that uh, the issue ends with someone with, you know, these space travelers who are, or these space travelers, these people from another dimension were fleeing from someone called the Emperor. And it turns out that it was Wolfman, Tech Jacket, and Invincible from that other dimension fleeing from Immortal. Uh, not Immortal. Uh, the, why did I call him Immortal? The Emperor. The Emperor. Um Immortal was in it. Yeah, Immortal was in this too. Like, he fought him. Uh, You know what's weird? What's that? Is that this is an Invincible from another universe, right? Mm -hmm. Or from an alternate dimension or whatever it is. I thought all the other... Didn't they talk about all the other Invincibles from every other dimension or most dimensions was evil? Well, they yes. They said from most of them. And I think um, Angstrom went to so many of them. I don't know if he necessarily got all of them because who knows how many alternate dimensions there are. But it's probably safe to assume that Angstrom gathered all of the evil ones, which goes yeah. to explain why this one's still around. I guess so. Um, as far as... Now, when did Becky... So we had these questions about Becky, who was this taser that Brittany Again, had. just assumed. You just assume that you know who and Becky we, is. And I, I listened to the, our Volume 2 discussion, and we had no idea. Mm-hmm. We, like, we were so confused about who it was. But just but putting that out there, you know what? I really liked Volume 3. It answered almost all of our questions that we had, which I cannot believe it did. And I, I love... Uh, so uh, Cliff Rathburn um, stepped away afterwards for, for whatever reason, and Nate Bellegarde came on. I love his artwork. He's the one that did uh, Invincible Presents Adam Eve and Invincible Presents Adam Eve oh, and Rexplode. yeah, their lips so, are... Yeah, like, it, yeah. it looks very... You know, it looks like that. <clears throat> I love it. I think it, it it's one of those things that, like Corey Walker, I am familiar with his interpretations of characters that I know. Mm-hmm. So it just looked right. Um, not only that, but FCO came on to color it, and he was the colorist during uh, Conquest. So the colors are awesome. He was one of my favorite Invincible colorists. Um, yeah. So uh, issue seven starts off, I mean... Not only were those changes in the team a thing, but Ryan Otley was doing covers. Did a co- yeah, this is absolutely Ryan He did Ryan all Otley. the covers in this volume. Yeah. So, and they're amazing looking. So, 
right off the bat, this this thing already has those three things going for it. Uh, but we were still wary of the story. We weren't sure how it was going to tie up together. So let's jump into issue seven. Um, issue seven came out um, halfway through the series. Now, we've talked about before how Brit is an ongoing series that was ended. Um, it ended in January of 2009, but we'll get to that when we get, when we get to it. Um, so this is issues seven through 12 in Brit volume three called FUBAR. So uh, the last volume ended with Brit uh, kind of laying down with his wife and son in like on the couch and with them sleeping like, they were still. sleeping and he walked right. in and they were asleep and mm-hmm. he just put his head down it was a, we loved that moment i remember we were talking about how we really liked that moment it felt very much like brit volume one it was a very quiet peaceful moment but we were also really confused because earlier in that uh issue or volume or whatever someone kidnapped or drugged uh, Jessica. Yeah. And we and didn't took... know what happened. No, we didn't oh, know they yeah, took the yeah, baby. Didn't know. You didn't we know, just yeah. assumed that something maybe happened to their son, mm-hmm. but we didn't know at the time. So we're like, what was that? We felt that was super random too. Yeah. So anyways, Britt wakes up in the beginning of issue seven, back at the ladies room, the strip club that he used to own, which he kind of passed the keys off onto his, his, his buddy there. And, uh, his buddy kind of talks to him about how, you know, what, what are you doing here? Why are you sleeping here again? Did something happen? And it, it kind of flashed back to last night. And there's the moment of him sleeping on the couch. And Jessica freaks out and wakes up because she was under the impression that he was dead. Mm-hmm. Because all of last issue, we there's this whole thing with Britt being cloned. And um, so they have this moment of, you know, she's freaking out. She's not ready for this. He explains to her what happened. Um but you know he well he the the old the clone brit like tried making her sign divorce papers and oh yeah and, like really like fucked shit. with her like he yeah he treated her like garbage mm-hmm. so she's like she you know he's saying i'm not dead calm down mm-hmm. which i mean with if it were me i'd be like the same way i'd be like liz calm to relax and then but liz experienced a time when i was pronounced dead yeah like and i'm just there and before there I was asking for a divorce and being crazy. So you kind of understand where Jessica's coming from, like throwing pots and pans at him and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And that whole fight kind of ends with a very calming moment of her just being like, like they both accept the fact that he's back, he's alive. She's happy he's back, but it's not normal. Like she's not comfortable seeing him there. So she doesn't want him around. So he goes to sleep at the strip club pretty much, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, well, he's there. Um, what are, what's her name again? Potts? Uh, yeah. The, the teleporter. Yeah. Yeah. She pops in and, uh, says it's an emergency. She needs him. And here we get one of the most blatant invincible references. Uh, it's actually Mark and William. They're in New York, right? Cause yeah, he says Carnegie Deli. So they're in New York. So I guess it's just supposed to be assumed that they're just, Visiting? Visiting New yeah. York? And I don't think they really give a reason why they're in New York City. But it is. They are. I don't know. Maybe they're there for a concert. Who knows? Um, but anyways, Mark says, uh, like, sees something. He looks up, sees something, and says, whoa, that looks familiar. And then... The crossover. Yep. Right? And then Mark says, I wonder where... Or, I wonder how he got here. Dot, dot, dot. So Potts is freaking out trying to get Brit's attention because she needs help with 
uh, Bob with Bob, who and it shows Bob who has spun a web in between two buildings and is wearing and in looks he has blue and red skin and red hair and everything. He looks like Spider Man. So Mark says, "I think I know that guy." He's wearing he. This is funny. He's wearing nothing. Like a, no, he's wearing like a thong, like yeah, a bathing a suit. Because wasn't he wearing that when they were at the beach? You're right. He's and he's kind of always wearing it. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, he was wearing that since they were at the beach and they got teleported around. Because you find out that he got bit by one of those spiders mm-hmm. that were in that weird dimension they went to, which for was no random. reason, right? Which was yeah. So they made a story out of that thing that seemed kind of random. But I love that Mark's referencing Spider-Man because he teamed up with him in the Marvel team-up right. issue. So he knows Spider-Man. And he even doesn't he talk to him in this like he like he is Spider-Man? Yeah, he's just saying. He's like, I think I know that guy. Um, let's see. So Britt goes up there to try and help him. And uh, Bob's acting all weird. And so Britt realizes that this is some sort of mind possession thing. And uh, they talk about how he was the, um, you know, the spider that uh, that they were that they killed in that other dimension. And it is some sort of parasite. And then Mark shows up and he's like, or now he's dressed as invincible. He says, hey, spider. Oh, no, you're not that guy. I think unless you got unless you really let yourself go. Um, So, yeah, he straight up practically says Spider-Man. I think that was really cool. Yeah because um, it connects to the invincible universe in so many different ways yeah like this is this is an issue of brit that is featuring invincible mark and william and mark is referencing a moment in which he went back through a dimension in invincible 33 i think with angstrom levy to the marvel issue where he teamed up with spider-man right that's why we have this podcast oh we finally got to it Uh, so um i think uh isn't bob like isn't he sick of this body you know what i mean like the spider thing inside him doesn't like the body that he's in and he's looking for a better one he want he wanted something more powerful yeah 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 and he he makes fun of mark's costume and everything like that but anyways he goes after him and he jumps at him and just straight up kisses him and is just like sticking his mouth all over him because he's essentially putting the spider from his body into his into mark's um mark freaks out turns blue and then we have a moment where mark fights brit so invincible is fighting brit in the first issue already this volume was like awesome Mm -hmm. i was like okay right off the bat this is cool um because we were getting a connection from the last volume that was confusing mm mm-hmm Oh, well, we didn't know about that yet. Well, yeah. But, but I mean, just, just well, no, seeing, he said it. He just he seeing said. William, William in mm-hmm. like a Brit comic was super cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark throws Brit, uh, Brit into a, a car with a pug in it. It was really funny. Uh, this is funny. Like, if you guys haven't read this, I don't know what, why you're listening to this now, but there's a part where Mark throws him at a car and he says, die. And then Brit's flying through the air and... Very typical where he's like, oh, I might be in trouble mm-hmm. as he's careening towards this car and slams into it. There's a pug in there. And so again, look at that page, the art, the lighting, the mm-hmm. way the the way FCO colors this, the angle of the pug in the car, as you see Brit flying at the windshield. I love it. It's so cool looking. Um, and then. Uh, so what would Brit do? Brit doesn't when have he's in a car. <laughs> he would. Anytime he's in a car, he, he uses it to propel himself. Right, That's what exactly. we talked about in the last one. So he uh, he manages to drive the car into a building, bringing the building down on top of Invincible. Well, the whole time, too, Invincible's 
fighting like within himself. He's like, kind it shows, of fighting, yeah, but it shows it, when the bit when the oh, building yeah, falls on New him. York. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyways, when the uh, when the building falls on him, you you see that Mark, uh, because the the letterer wrote Mark talking in in black, and then this creature is talking in red. That's you know this parasite talks in red, and you know Mark says Brit, more of that, more distraction, break his concentration. So, you know, Brit throws the car at him just like like he always does. He drives it off a cliff. Not before tossing the puppy out, of course. Yeah, and. Uh, and I love it. You see, I mean, Brit's flying through the windshield. The car is crushing Invincible. And then, uh, what was it? Why does Potts say that she found Brittany? Did, or I'm sorry, Becky. I don't remember. She just hesitated. Um, she just, he, he, it's where he landed. Did he ask for? Uh, no, he didn't. He didn't say anything about it. Uh, let me see. I feel like he did ask for Becky. Um... Uh, yeah, Britt says, I need you to get someone for me. And then that's it. It cuts away to Potts. And then she shows up and says, I found her. And he said, thanks. The kid's been hijacked by some brain spider. Um, and then she she starts teleporting all these cars on top of Oh, so Invincible, awesome. Right? And uh, that's when um, Mark, uh, it's, he's, he picks up a car, slams it on top of... Um, Brit, but then Brit uses Becky to zap Mark, and that's what does it. That's ultimately what it is. So right now we've got a reference to Becky again. We still don't know who or what she is, but it's this weird electrical current in a taser, and uh, causes Mark to vomit out this spider parasite and Fruit Loops thing. Oh, you're right. Those are Fruit Loops. For some reason, I thought that was. I part thought it of was it. part of the spider too until I looked at it. And I'm like, oh no, that's Fruit Loops. That's kind of gross. Yeah. Um, and then Britt steps on the spider. And uh, they sit down on the bench and have a great conversation. Uh, I love how um, Mark says, uh, no, no. They, they're talking about, you know, how things are so weird. And Britt says, uh, it just gets stranger and stranger. You'll do fine. You remind me of your dad in the good old days. Better, I think. And Mark says, you knew my dad? And Britt says, back in, the, back in the day, we saved the world a few times, locked me in a safe once and tossed me in the ocean. When you're old enough, I can, tell you, I can buy you a beer and tell you all about it. I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Because there's this whole period in which Omni-Man was a superhero for the world before he... Be, for even, years. Be, yeah, before yeah. he even really... Before we got to know him. You know, think of... I mean, think of this. Omni-Man was a superhero when he met Debbie. He, you know, before he worked with the Guardians and then while he worked for the Guardians, we don't know anything about that period, like very much. We don't know very much about that period right up until Mark turned like 18 or whatever. So there's at least 18 years. What if we got a crossover with that? Could you imagine? Because there's a bunch of stuff with the Voltramite Empire that that could have happened and stuff. That would be nuts. I've I've wanted for so long more OG Guardian stories, like Mm -hmm. the, 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 their Darkwing, their... Um, was it the Red Rush? You know, their War Woman, like all their Justice League yeah. counterparts, like more stories with them in the Invincible Universe. I always thought that would be cool. So, anyways, the issue uh, wraps up with Britt talking to um, Brittany on the phone, who's sick of being in the hospital, wants Britt to come and pick her up, and she's attacked by who, Bill? She's attacked by the random aliens that were 
buying cats. Yes. In volume two and giving drug addicts or skinheads these little alien things that were like drugs. Yeah. So it was the scene in which we were introduced to Brittany. Mm-hmm. That was the first she's time the we DEA. ever saw her. She's yeah. part of the DEA. She was working for the DEA. And yeah, these weird alien creatures were trading these these things that, you know, junkies can use to get high for cats, for kittens, you know. And uh, and that's all we saw. And it was random. Yeah, that it was, was it. super random. But we kind of figured same, it out. Yeah. I mean, we got it. We were like, oh, okay, she's with the DEA. It took us a while to figure it out. Yeah. Again, it wasn't like, mm-hmm. you know, explained to us. And so we assumed, okay, that didn't really need that much explanation. But now here we have this alien coming back and shooting her up because, I mean, you assume because of what she did to them by stopping that, that deal. Um, so here we have issue eight. And it starts off with Brit and Brittany talking um about you know smoking and how she shouldn't smoke and everything like that and and then you turn the page and it pans out and the entire like corner of the hospital has been destroyed there's alien ships and pieces of aliens all over the place and uh you know what you are right i'm 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 reading a couple of this of these pages and these panels and it's almost like every page is trying to speed up an explanation of what just happened yeah and in the last volume like so Brit says, you've got to be kidding me. And then Brittany says, I busted a drug smuggling ring, designer parasite fluids, mulled in from out of the crab nebula. It turns out the Tetris syndicate put a price on my head. So it kind of explains mm-hmm. that's what she did. She busted up this drug running project and what that thing was. Yeah. So, I mean, last volume, it was world building. A lot of world building. It's just the way it happened was very confusing. But they're expanding on it in this one. So then we go then we go to the Pentagon and uh Britt calls uh, Jessica Jessica and Jessica is interrupted on the phone by her son saying mama and you don't see his face but she's shocked. So there we have something's wrong with Britt Jr. Um Brittany and Donald turn the corner and Brittany finally gets a new costume. Or no wait, did she have this one? No. No, this is when she gets her new costume. And she talks about how it's much better, less revealing, and uh, how she's taking uh, a vacation from the DEA and Donald's in charge of keeping an eye on them. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like their their uh, handler. So uh, now next scene, we've got Britt and Brittany sitting with Donald in a diner. This diner comes up later on in this volume. But... Uh, n- as we were just talking uh, about, they answer some more questions here. Uh, Britt gives Brittany Becky, and he's because he's saying to because you know normally Brittany's the one that holds on to her. So Britt says, "I meant to return Becky to you." Now, last volume we had all these questions about Be- Becky. She was this electrical current that was used a couple times in that volume. We didn't know what she was, and here we have Donald flat out saying, "Okay." Can somebody explain Becky to me? What is that? Is Again, she, another page, another explanation. Flat out, yeah. I feel like somebody, I mean, I don't know if Kirkman did or if Brown read re- responses or replies to things, but straight up, like, answering things. Completely, but that's the thing. This feels so different yeah. from the last volume. Yep. Brit- uh, Brittany says, Becky was a scientist. 
She was trapped in a superconducting super collider and somehow transformed into Higgs Boston particles. She's pure energy. Most people say she looks like lightning. She needs to anchor herself to a mechanical device, a taser, my cell phone, whatever. She's also my closest friend in the whole damn world. Which is why she was in a cell phone the first time. Yep. That's it. That's it. Right there in one panel. That's one all we panel. need to know. One panel. And it's awesome. And it's cool, too. Like, I get... Like, I'm not saying we need everything hand-fed mm-hmm. to us, you know, explained, but... Um, now, do you think that you like this reveal more because you were so confused on what the hell she was? Or do you feel like you, I think you deserve a, it more in the second I think volume? there's a fine line because if I didn't care about Invincible or Brit or anything like that, I would have gotten frustrated and stopped and never I got to this point. I absolutely would have, too. I wouldn't have. You know what I mean? The only reason why I wanted to finish Brit was because I wanted to see if the train wreck could somehow correct course correct course and it did it did it really fucking did but i was shocked i, I was like I okay brit let's see what you got before i opened yeah. it up and when i was reading i was like oh mm-hmm. oh and then uh this next page last issue po- quite possibly the most uh what 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 would you call it confusing random thing to happen was a guy walking up to a security door taking an eye patch out and then a tiny hand mm-hmm. came out of his eye socket and then touched a, and touched a tiny a, a tiny panel. panel to read that tiny hand anyways that guy makes an appearance here and he's kind of some kind of we we still don't and i don't even think we do get an explanation in this volume this doesn't get explained at all but what's happening we right kind here. of find out that he works for a agency that um, was investigating stolen things like if something gets stolen or whatever and it's kind of maybe the for the pentagon because they talk about um the the uh remember in volume two where that that frozen thing reactor happened and mm-hmm. everything was you know freezing it they talk about how somebody stole something that caused that somebody stole the the cannon or the the device that was was going to fire kid fusion into the sun to mm-hmm. restore him yeah yeah bringing it back to that yeah and um and that so somebody's basically they, they basically say somebody's trying to build a cannon that can shoot someone into another dimension and that's all that page tells us and the guy puts the pieces together and says bloody hell and then it, it cuts away to the people who are trying to build a cannon to shoot someone into another dimension which is invincible tech jacket and wolfman and robot well the robot oh, no, no, glove. Yeah, yeah, yeah 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 the robot glove yeah these, these are the these are the four you know interdimensional traveler versions of them that came from that other dimension um the man this volume is going to get tough to talk about who's who uh obviously from now on whenever we refer to invincible or mark tech jacket or wolfman uh these are all the alternate dimension ones that came right the, at the end of volume two our universe invincible is not in the rest of this does not make yeah. an appearance in the rest of this at all correct now i have a question for you ryan yeah this guy that we were just talking about that's part of that agency that had the little hand that came out of his eyeball mm-hmm. how do you know that that's him because this guy looks a lot younger does like he? he has he has a black mustache, black hair, and he has because the room that it shows the guy that he's talking to in that room, and that room looks exactly the same. He has a mustache, and oh, you're right, he does look a, a lot younger. Never yeah. mind, he's bald. But so like that's a little tiny hand that's coming out of his eye. So yeah. you know what? Maybe gray hair. Maybe this is some agency that 
has agents that work for them that all have an eye patch, and in their eye patch they have something different. Because the the one in Volume Two had a hand. Right. This, this guy, guy has, has something, something that it connects to like the scope of a gun. Yeah. And but no matter what, they still they definitely work for the same company. You yeah, know? they're talking to the same. Yeah, because look at his eyes. Yeah, because that's the same. He pulls guy. off glasses, and his eyes look all weird. Yeah, that's a storyline that is never touched on. Never touched. Unfortunately, on. that gets dropped. Um, the only purpose it serves is that you know somebody is on to, you know, the ones who are building this, this, yeah. this thing in this dimension. That sucks. So that 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 like Invincible didn't pull anything from this to kind of like touch on it because this takes place in the Pentagon, just a different part. We think of it. so. Yeah. 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 It, I don't think it's ever really clarified whether it's in the Pentagon or not. All right, so explain then what exactly they're working on. So there's this person who is a girl who has boobs with a robot glove on. Mm-hmm. That girl we learned to find, we come to find out is Britt's wife, the one who died in volume one. It's his wife from another dimension. Right. The same dimension as this wolfman and, you know, everything. Uh, so they're working on a... Uh, a, a cannon a gun kind of thing that will fire them into another dimension um but we'll see we'll see more of them in a little bit uh the next page has those two junkies that britney busted in uh in you know in the previous volume, volume. Two, yeah and uh the one where he shot up in his arm the 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 blister from where he shot up is uh is talking now and yeah uh, he said i ain't taking no more space crack my wart has started talking mm -hmm. and it's screaming free bird (laughs) so they're they've got some of those aliens in their truck you're assuming they're helping these aliens you know for whatever reason um and they show up and they shoot up kind of drive by brit Brittany, and donald and brit uh she's so many bees becky leaves the taser and goes into donald in this moment uh Brittany uh throws brit at the truck destroying it almost killing the two junkies and uh they take out the aliens one of them drops this pager thing brit picks it up and it teleports them to the alien mothership that's hovering above earth this was such a cool scene because it it just looked completely different than anything else we've seen. We see that inside these alien suits, there are actually two aliens. One that's the body, another that is the head, and they're two separate aliens. And it was just a really cool looking thing. And they're all high. They're, shit. The whole thing is high. We get to see them. one of them, it looks like they're eating one of the kittens. Well, it looks like the he's smoking it? Or oh, like, it's like a has, bong. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, it's a, like bong. a cat it's like a in cat bong, bong water. Yeah. Yeah weird but anyways they i love how uh uh brit says these assholes drove their ship into the moon and it's just sticking out of the moon um and he's like i think everyone on the ship is stoned out of their mind uh but they come across this enormous like aquarium tank and in it is this alien creature that is i think like supplying the drug right like isn't that the like the mother yeah every fluid that she produces is a narcotic yeah and so Brittany destroys the tank and uh, they kill the creature uh, and the ship starts to, you know, malfunction and, you know, it's going to explode. So they run to an escape hatch, like to uh, this escape pod, cram in there with some aliens 
uh, one of which is feeling up, uh, copping a feel on Brittany and uh, jettison away from the ship before it explodes. Like, all that happened in, like, you know, seven, eight pages. And mm-hmm. It was just really it was just really cool you know what i mean and like totally this, and it totally connected to everything that we have seen you yeah. know that that moment of britney being introduced them putting the 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 um uh bounty on her head yeah you know like the junkies i, just, I can't but i can't even i can't stress enough how the the flow of this mm-hmm May is much better. It's not than, jumbled at it's all. Not, it's not syncopated or like yeah. You said like every other page was something weird going on. Like Previously. that had yeah that yeah. had nothing to do with the other page. This is very much like cohesive. Yeah, cohesive storytelling. Exactly. Britt comes home. Uh, Jessica is on the floor crying. Well, they had a date. That's why he's here. Before they were talking, oh, he about was late a date. for the date because he was yeah. in on the moon. on the moon. Yep. And. Uh, She's on the floor crying, saying that something is terribly wrong. I don't know what that thing is, but it's not our baby. And so now we do find out that the baby was, in fact, Britt Jr. was, in fact, kidnapped. And on this splash page, this final page, is Britt Jr. sitting on the floor. Well, we don't know for sure that he was kidnapped, but if you're you're following along, obviously something happened. They took him, those people from Volume 2 that drugged Jessica. Mm Mm-hmm. And he's uh, got the long tentacle arm. Just looks like just like a Brit the same, clone. The same, yeah, tentacle, tentacles from Volume Two. Uh, issue nine, one of my favorite Otley covers uh, for Brit. It's a really cool looking cover. Again, the coloring is amazing too. Um, starts off with a nice moment between um, Potts and and it's Bill or Ben. Bob, or Bob. It's yeah. Bob. Miss Popper, Miss um, Popper and Bob sitting on the Great Wall of China. Um, they have a nice touching moment, and Miss Popper sees a shooting star, and it's actually the Emperor who has arrived. And they, uh, he, he basically scans for someone that he's looking for, and then flies flies away. Um, Brit on the, now is going to see Slitter, the villain from the previous volume, who was the one in charge of everything. All the cloning, the cloning that was done. yeah, the cloning procedure. Yeah. And so he's here demanding to know what he did to his son. But, you know, Slitter looks catatonic. He's just saying, Brit, 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 over and over. Because he got again. hit with the gun, didn't he? The brain the gun. brain gun. Yeah. yeah. And um, that, you know, Brit gets frustrated and leaves. Uh, and it kind of ends teasing the fact that maybe Slitter isn't quite as catatonic as we, you know, as it's leading on. Which. But, we don't No, it's teased at at the very end, okay. but it's it's just a loose thread. Yeah. It's not necessary to be tied up, but it's a loose thread. Or not a loose thread, you know, it's just the way it is. But back at the Pentagon, uh Pentagon. Did I say Pentagon? I don't know what you said. All right. Could have been. Well, back there, uh <laughs> Britt Jr. is in a box, you know, in a glass box and they're running tests on him and everything. And they confirm that it is not the, you know, it's not Britt Jr. It's not Jessica's baby. Uh it's just designed to look like him, but there's no signs of his DNA. Well, wait, who's this person? Oh, you're right. Cecil. Yeah, but he was in the previous volume, wasn't he? He may have been. Yeah. Yeah, this, he was. This is the first time he's is, been yeah. in, in this one. Yeah, first time in volume three. So we've got Cecil. Again, the, the the more this goes on, the more it just feels like Invincible. You know what I mean? The more this just feels like an Invincible universe thing. Um, so yeah, Cecil's talking to them. He's the one kind of explaining this. Uh, 
Jessica mentions the babysitters. Uh, or no, no, no. She, uh, Cecil's asking if you remember anything unusual. And uh, she said she barely knows the neighbors. Uh, she vaguely remembers them visiting, but I thought we'd lost Britt. And uh, yeah, she, she, so it's kind of explained that, yes, it was the, mm-hmm. the neighbors that did this. Um, Cecil pulls Britt aside and tells him that it's actually a clone of you. It's not, it's not his son, mm-hmm. but it's Brit. It's yeah. Brit's DNA. Mm-hmm. Um, so at this moment, Brittany tells Brit that there's something that we need to talk about, something you should know. I think at that moment she was going to tell him about their brother, right? That's what I assume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so then there's an attack on the Pentagon. And it's Lights the go flying, you know, lights go flashing. Emperor phases in, immediately blasts Donald in half, grabs Brittany by the face, throws her through a wall, and uh, Mrs. Popper gets Cecil, Jessica, and the baby out of there. Uh, and then Britt and the Emperor proceed to fight. The Emperor pretty much shuts him down pretty quickly and then grabs Donald and rips his head off um, and then teleports away. Uh, uh, you know, Mrs. Popper comes back brings Brit, you know, get, gets bit Brit out of the uh out from underneath the rubble. And this is when she explains to him kind of what's going on. So what is going on? Cuz you find out more about about you Tell me. Mrs. Popper. So she she knows all about him, which mm-hmm. is confusing. And remember when she was teleporting and she teleported to another dimension? Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, we didn't know what that was about because apparently you can't do that. Yeah. Well, apparently she can. Yeah. So she's from that dimension originally. Yep, the same dimension yep. as that uh, tech jacket with man and exactly the same one and with the emperor. So that bastard's name is the emperor, and you'll find that he's already jammed Donald's locator. But I know exactly where he's headed, and we have to warn them if he's coming, if it isn't already too late. So she's been in contact with the woman. You know why? As she explains right here, because she's the one that has been supplying them with the parts needed to create that cannon thing that they're making. Oh, my goodness. Thus, Tell us more. <laughs> why? To Go on. Go oh, on. Thus being the one who caused that Ice Age reaction from Volume 2 that woke up that purple Brit clone. Mm-hmm. That random Ice Age that happened. Out of nowhere. Was explained because Mrs. Potts was the one that stole that you know uploaded this virus that caused the system to go into that ice age meltdown thing and that was a huge story beat that we didn't really understand until now so now they want to i mean they know where to go so mrs potts teleports them right into the thick of it and isn't the emperor already there yeah the emperor's there and he's shooting i love this panel of oh, wolfman yeah. carrying what's I really her name like- I forgot it. I mean, we'll come across that. I forgot yeah. her name. But it's um, Britt's ex-wife. I want to say it's like Ashley or Susan. Is it Susan? Susan? I think it's Susan. I'm oh, picturing him yelling Susan when she died yeah, in volume one. Maybe it is. And, and if you look closely, because she's, Wolfman is carrying her, um, mm-hmm. jumping away. Donald saying this is totally not cool as the emperor is holding onto his head and shooting like a laser beam at him. Um, it hits Wolfman, who's knocked out and... The Emperor says, give me the device, and I'll allow you to live out your days on this world. And 
This woman says never and see her hands. Yes, both of her hands. Yeah, she's got the that's that was her superpower. Yeah, la- yeah. But that was she had that superpower, right? Yeah. Because it was her and her new husband trying to save Confusion. Confusion, yep. Yep. Oh, oh, there it is. What the hell? Susan? Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. So Britt sees that it's Susan. Um Brittany says, What's going on here, Britt? Your ex wife is dead. And she sees Brit and Brittany and says, You and then mm-hmm. that's the emperor takes that as an opportunity to shoot the robot gauntlet off yeah, of her hand. Which is the device that they were using to transport between dimensions and everything like that in an effort to stop the emperor. And he, like he says, he doesn't want the device. He just wants it destroyed. And so uh, he blows her whole arm off. Like it wasn't just the robot like portion of it. Her, her arm is gone. That's true. And um, yeah. Then uh, the Emperor fights them some more. Um, he destroys everything yeah, that they built. Yeah, he just fucks them up, basically. He just destroys. He shoots, yeah. and, and this base that they had was on top of a volcano, and he shoots this beam into the volcano, causing it to start erupting, and, you know, teleports away. Meanwhile, uh, Britt is trying to, like, get everybody awake and drag them away from the volcano, and we don't know what happens. They're just, you know, Mrs. Popper is practically unconscious yeah she's and bleeding Brit's, from the head really yeah, bad and Brit's and, telling her like get us out of here um and then kathoom happens and then it's a panel of just the the volcano exploding yeah and you not knowing what, what happened to them, to them in this issue that's the last time we see this issue but before this issue ends maybe i don't know it might be my first my, my most favorite thing in this volume but it might be have to be my second favorite thing in this volume donald's head is in a glass jar in a museum of sorts, a collection, I guess you could say, of all these different things that uh, the uh, emperor has collected. The emperor approaches him, and you can see in this panel all these different things. We've got Octoboss's head on this wall. we got this whole wall of mounted you've got, heads. You've got the, the insect aliens. You have Battle Beast's head on the wall. Yeah, the aliens. Alan. Yeah, Alan's. Well, well uh, Unopen, not necessarily an Alan. Um, Savage Dragon. Yeah, Savage Dragon. Uh, Galdarian's Galdarian helmet. Battle Beast, yeah. Then in the back, on the wall, hanging from the ceiling, is a Viltrumite ship. Where? Uh, behind that giant skeleton. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's a platypus, which was in the previous volume. Uh, among all the, like, uh, costume type things where all the like it looks like all the different armor there's um oh the one guy the uh, skull face dude yeah what the hell is his name yeah yeah omnipotus there's the uh, furnace is over there it looks like a dark wing costume oh yeah like it's so cool it's so cool no, i sh- love I that never, i i just was so like enamored by all the heads on the wall that i didn't look past it yeah wow really cool so you get all these references to the invincible universe and then uh the uh, the emperor picks up the Donald head and says, "I've missed our conversations. It's been a long time, Donald." And then, well, he says, "Your he says, where am I?" He says, "You're on another Earth in another reality, but this is your home now." Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it's revealed as the emperor's helmet is removed to be an old Brit with so, a very long beard. Mm-hmm. He looks badass. No, it looks really cool. So. That brings us to issue 10. Issue 10 starts off with Cecil looking for, uh, 
for the, the, the survivors of the vol- volcanic explosion. Why, why would I call it a volcanic explosion? What else would you call that? An Looking eruption? For survivors of the eruption. Thank you. Ugh. Um, but it turns out that they were on another Earth. Mrs. Potts, uh, or Mrs. Popper, uh, successfully teleported them. But she teleported them back to her home dimension, the dimension mm-hmm. with the emperor. So they're in some shopping mall. They're all there. Invincible, Wolfman, Tech Jacket. Brittany. Yep. But this isn't like, what was shocking for me is that this isn't like an apocalyptic world. Oh, no. That the emperor. No, the emperor lived. is, he's, he wants a peaceful world. He wants a happy, peaceful world and everybody has to be compliant. Because as we see right here, all of a sudden these things come uh, called micro screws. A swarm of micro screws start flying. And what they'll do is they'll burrow into the back of your neck and um, they're basically mind control. Mm-hmm. They, they, what does it say? They uh, transmit pacification broadcasts into your brain. The emperor uses them to keep us safe and keep us in line. So that's why it's not really an apocalyptic world. I mean, he's not out to kill and destroy everybody. He just wants to control everybody. He just wants to control. And everybody. one of those, one of those mind flies hits Brittany. Yep, she goes. Well, she, right in the back of the yeah, neck. Yeah, she goes to use Becky and is surprised when she doesn't work. Because, as we know, like two or three issues ago, Becky jumped out of the taser and into Donald. But then she jumped out of Donald. No. Nope. Or she's still in Donald? Yeah, because when that happened, they pushed the button, got teleported to the alien ship, and it was never touched on again. Oh, yeah. This is how it's done right. You know what I mean? Give us a couple issues where we're not sure what the state of it is, then surprise us with a moment like this. Like, oh, yeah, where is Becky? Mm-hmm. And you look back to think, oh, she teleported herself i thought for some reason i thought that she left donald and was somewhere else but no you're right yeah so um mrs potts uh mrs popper why do i keep calling her mrs potts is that somebody i'm thinking pepper Pepper potts Potts. yeah that's why pepper well pepper popper pick a she peck a pickle pickle pop peppers pans pepper pecker yeah okay um so mrs popper teleports them and it says pop every time she teleports that's so why, why that's why yeah uh teleports them to the underground uh which is kind of like this you know city like overrun city like it's, this you destroyed know what? bombed out shelter look at this though hmm. this so the city is the old city that was decimated that we find out what happened to it because if you look in the background there's a giant pillar and it's all dark, so they're actually underneath of this new city that was built on top. Oh, you think it was that built on top? Yeah, because look, even oh, in the, even in the other panel, the underground. Mm-hmm. and it's dark, and there's lights everywhere, and it was bright a second ago. Mm-hmm. So, um, do you see on the wall? There's like the the stamp that says resist yeah. and everything like that. But do you see next to that stamp that says resist? Do you see what those three posters have on them? Mm, I can't make it out. Here, look at it. Look at it right here. They're robot heads so with their posters of the side of robot's face that says freedom um and as we know robot kind of had a part in this because he was on the 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 gauntlet the hand thing that That uh, susan Susan wore and as we see on the next page they're also the things that are taking care of britney you know trying to extract the mind screw out of her neck versions of robot yeah they're versions of them so it's cool that in this dimension in this universe, Robot had a presence, mm-hmm. but, you know, not much. Something but had he happened. He did something. Um, so, yeah, this is also when we find out what happened to this world. 
you know what you know what caused all of this uh and wait what's what's the teleporter's name mrs popper it is mrs popper right okay because i thought that we were wrong by calling her mrs popper because she keeps making pop noises no it's every time she oh you were saying pots like pepper pots okay got it i I kept accidentally calling her um mrs potts um bill you you tell us what uh zach has to say because uh zach aka tech jacket tech jacket is the one that explains everything to brit so he's he's while he's getting the because he's operating on Brittany. he's trying to get the thing out um and he says this is all of this is my fault and susan says stop zach stop and he says i disabled the tracker uh but the mind screw is still receiving pacification broadcasts removing it would kill her and then Britt says my sister has some kind of goddamn radio antenna poking out of her neck i think someone needs to start talking oh my gosh this is amazing Th- this is so cool it's such an amazing and oh okay all right i know just gonna this do is it. so right. cool so it shows so zach is explaining and it shows a flashback of him getting the tech jacket like onto him and it says i tell myself that it, if i hadn't discovered that crashed galderian scout ship in the woods none of this would have happened the tech jacket wouldn't have bonded with me and the galderians would have never followed the signal to earth the Galdarians were a vicious race of conquerors. Once they discovered the Earth, they invaded. So in this reality, yeah. the Galdarians are evil. Kind of like Viltrumites. Kind of like Viltrumites, because as we know, the Galdarians that we know are extremely peaceful mm-hmm. and good people. Uh, and we- it shows them fighting against the Galdarians. And in this fight scene, we see Bulletproof wearing his classic costume. We see Dr. Immortal in the background. Mm-hmm. We see, is that Mega Maid from Wolfman? Mecha Maid? Mecha Maid, sorry. Uh, this ape-looking creature that takes Dude. a lot of space. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that's the detective that's guy. the detective. Demon Darkblood. Yeah, de- and he's got like his or shirt off and a co- cape, and he's got like... Yeah. Wow, that's weird. This alternate version of him. Uh, we see Duplicate getting messed up. We see Robot getting thrown around. Um, again, just some fun, uh, there's a Donald fighting, just some fun references. But so then, uh, I, since they were, but they defeated the Galdarians or at least almost at a high, at, at, but the costs w- were high. Like the whole, yeah. uh, almost everyone was killed. Um, the earth looks just decimated. Well, so, not quite yet. I mean, they they fought them back, but then in their defeat, before they were defeated, the Galdarians, you know, used the Omega jacket. A which planet they call killer. A planet killer, yeah, and that's what released uh, this. They call them plasma waves that basically nuked, nuked the at mm-hmm. least the entire country. Um, Everyone except for except for Brit, the Brit. one that can survive that. The one. So the the panel that it shows after it, it shows the Omega jacket just des- that's destroying the United States is Brit holding a skeleton. And then mounds of skeletons behind him. And, of course, Britt's naked because all of his clothes have been destroyed. Uh, Britt, the one of of this world, was evacuating his wife when the wave hit Washington. He watched them all die. Mm -hmm. So he watched his wife die. Everybody around him. Everybody around him die. That's insane. Earth's defenders made a last stand in Europe and combined their effort it, with their combined a- effort, cracked its outer shell, referring oh, the, to the um, Omega Jacket. Omega Jacket. And I like how in this scene, Brit has a beard. Like, a lot of time has passed. This war has been raging 
mm-hmm. against this Omega jacket. And they used that crack in his shell. Um, well, Donald, you know, of that world, of that universe, used that crack in his shell to find his way into the Omega jacket to merge with him, thus killing himself. Yeah, he says, this, it's, it's really cool how they said it. So then Zach said, and that's when Donald Ferguson saved the world. And he said, Brit, we're merging as he's merging with the Omega jacket. I can shut it down. It's the only way. Um, Zach says we had won, but the Omega jacket completely absorbed Donald. He was gone. And it was one loss too many for our Brit. He snapped. He bonded with the empty shell of his dead friend and the emperor was born. And he says, no, no, never again. So he, so the, the emperor that, is in this universe is has a tech jacket on mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. It's a, it's this Omega super version, but it's a tech, tech jacket, but it's a tech, yeah, jacket. tech jacket. That's also Donald. Like how cool oh, is that? Oh my gosh. And we all know what a tech jacket can do mm-hmm. on a normal person. Like Zach yeah. makes him a super powered, you know, yeah. it, it, now it, imagine it, somebody being like invulnerable underneath that. Right. Plus mm-hmm. having, donald yeah as well so zach finishes his story and um susan they they kind of discuss their plan about how they think that the the original donald that sacrificed himself is still alive in there somehow and they think that you know the donald head you know will be able to wake him up you know so after that we get to see the emperor and uh they're sitting at their diner, the same diner that they were at mm-hmm. earlier in this volume. And he's acting like Brit. Yes. Which is so weird because yeah. you see him being like this crazy emperor dude shooting lasers. And then now he's just sitting here stuffing his face. With fries. And, yeah. You know, we've got uh, Cecil walking around like a butler, um, of course, with a mind screw yep. in his neck. And and meanwhile, Donald, he- you know, the Donald head is just sitting there like, uh, okay, just kind of like playing along like... You know, he knows this guy is kind of crazy, but, you know, we're starting to get the impression that Brit, you know, the Emperor Brit brought Donald here just to kind of talk to and hang out with. And he kind of says that, like, later on. He talks about, like, oh, wanting to watch a movie and everything like that. Yeah, just very, like, nonchalantly, like, nothing's changed. So, uh They've uh, they decided, you know, the resistance, Susan and all of them decided to attack uh, the pacification station. Oh, my gosh. In order to, um, you know, to get at to, to distract um, the the emperor to so that Brit can get in there and um, try to free Donald, the Donald head. Oh, it's so confusing. But anyways, so here we are at the pacification station. And they, this team is Wolfman, Tech Jacket, and Invincible, and Brittany. They're here making the distraction so that Susan Brittany and Brit still has the mind screw in. Yep. Mind screw in her They neck. were unable to re, uh, take it out. Otherwise, it would mm-hmm. cause too much damage. And um, they're here causing this distraction. And who's fighting them but Reanimen? So now we've got Reanimen of this world that are under the control of the immortal. But that's not even the best thing on this page. Wait, they're under control of the immortal? I'm jeez, why the did emperor. you put the emperor? Yeah. Sorry. This is confusing. So hopefully everybody that's listening has read this or is at least reading along. Um but the reanimate on this page isn't even the best thing. Yeah, so Invincible gets shot at by something and it's like boom, like a bomb hits him from beha- behind. And the next panel is Rexplode 
Adam Eve, and Adam Eve is holding onto a chain. Who is attached to Monster Girl. Now, oh my God! Yes, and the, oh, oh and wait, I'm and, sorry, not their right names. But yes, go ahead. but and then uh, Rex Blode dressed in a completely different. Like they all look completely different, and they look awesome. I posted it on our Twitter. Uh, Rex Blode says, "Eat it, loser." Hexplode, Adam Shiva, and Monstrous Girl are on the job. Like that's so cool. Save the punching bag for me, hun. Yep. As Adam, Sh- wait, Adam, Adam Shiva. Shiva. Mm-hmm. So they're a thing. Oh yeah, because they make out in the next page. So Invincible says, um, the jerk who stole my girlfriend is mine. You know, Tech Jackets refers to them as the Emperor's Elite. Um, Adam Shiva releases Monstrous Girl, and then uh, Hexplode says, before we start killing, give me some sugar, baby. And they start making out well shooting like that's yeah that it looks page, really that cool that page is so awesome it, we've got Rex's monstrous face girl. is all scarred up and yeah. shit adam shiva has the red dot on her head um monstrous girl is charging at wolfman like with a hammer if this if you if again oh. if you've never read this and if this sounds very interesting unfortunately you have to read through volume two but it's worth it because oh, yeah. this is so awesome. Yeah. Like, we all love the alternate Invincible stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's, like, what's, that's what made this so awesome mm-hmm. is because they, like, Brit Volume 2 was getting into this weird sci-fi kind of stuff. But then Brit Volume 3 was like, okay, let's bring it back. What does everybody love? Alternate universes. Mm-hmm. Like, let's get into this other dimension. Let's take beloved characters and make them weird and twisted. Like, I didn't, I, I'm not caught up on The Flash. I haven't watched, like, the last season and a half i stopped watching it but i was watching it when they started to go into the other dimension earth and, two yeah the yeah. earth two stuff like that stuff is always so interesting to me i loved this it was so cool and so, the art was cool too like oh on top of and, that, and, of the, course, and the yeah. designs like they're just a little bit different like monstrous girl looks awesome yeah yeah she's all scarred up she mm-hmm. looks kind of like world war hulk like it's so yeah so cool um so the distraction uh well the distraction's going on uh, Susan and Britt are underground underneath his tower, um, going to sneak in and they have a great discussion about how Susan lost her son, lost her, you know, her actual husband in the war and, um, just kind of like how her relationship was like, she hated the Brit of, you know, that turned into the emperor and everything like that. And, um, well, Which is why she has some animosity towards this Brit. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Well, this is going on. The Emperor is up in his, like, in, in, it's actually Donald's living room. He recreated it. Um, because remember, in the Emperor is Donald's memories and everything like yep. that. And so he recreated it. And they're watching, like, videos of fights that they that they fought. You know what I mean? Like, all these battles. And, and he's just kind of reminiscing with this Donald and this donald's like that that wasn't me you know yeah there's this other uh, there's this other part i've got films from most of our fights you remember that big yeti thing yeah he remember? smashed you with the train first time you realized you were an android yep. that's not how it happened in is it how it happened in no he smashed him with a helicopter right it was a helicopter, he threw a helicopter not a train. Yep. or something like that or threw something or did right. he throw the train at the helicopter and Brit- or donald was in the helicopter I was it that was in it that episode or episode in that, that issue in that he Realized he was an android? That was in yeah, volume it was. one. Yeah, it, it was. was. It was on the Yeti yeah. thing, yep. Yep, that was in uh, volume one. And Oh, uh, yeah, here's where we see Becky's, yeah, so, Becky's there. So the Emperor gets called away 
because of the fight that's going on with his elite. And uh, Donald's eye sparks and he's like, quiet, Becky, I'm thinking of a way to get out of here. So he, he's got, like, this is awesome. We've got these characters that we now know. We, we know who Becky is. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on with all these characters. We know who the Emperor is, why he's doing what he's doing. Every, everything is clear, and it's really cool. So the Emperor goes away. Uh, back to the fight with Hexplode. Uh, uh, Invincible knocks him out. Adam Shiva gets knocked out by Tech Jacket. And... Uh, Wolfman is sitting on top of monstrous like girl. a dog, like a dog. Yeah, um, and that's it. Like they've officially defeated their elite squad, but the emperor shows up and starts wrecking wrecking shop. But not before he he activates Brittany's um, mind screw mm-hmm. and says, "Kill the Wolfman." Oh, so God. now, oh. not only do we have alternate universe characters, but we've got heroes fighting heroes, and Brittany starts to beat the shit out of wolfman and bad she's, yeah and she's bad. saying i can't stop stop me please stop me wait wait and she's just punching him punching him over and over so uh back to um back to brit and yep, Susan. the palace that they're in yep they go they find donald who is trying to escape and the uh the building that they're in explodes because the emperor realized that this that was all a distraction he showed up and uh has a standoff with Brit, you know, over Donald's head. And that tie that that you know standoff is what leads us into issue eleven. Eleven out of twelve. So that cover's not Otley. Oh yeah. He did issue he did that cover? Yep. Really? Mm-hmm. Which is it's um the Emperor punching yeah it's a Brit huge close-up yeah. it's probably the biggest face you've ever seen Ra- and it looks Otley like his jaws like in slow motion punch mode oh, yeah. you know what i mean like he just got punched mm-hmm. um so yeah um is that a galdarian yeah yeah this starts off with um a, a galdarian saying we are registering a disturbance in the heart of the host's spire intensity intensify scans i want to know the source so they're still around. They're monitoring. So they're. it's probably assumed that they're outside of orbit, just monitoring what's going on with the Omega Jacket. And uh, meanwhile, both the Emperor and Brit are fighting. And he knocks him into a strip club. And it's just like everything else he's done. He's recreated you know, things from his memory because he's obsessed with his making it his old yeah, life making it before life. the Gildarians which by the way everyone. i forgot to mention the first time they were in the diner like in issue two you know the second issue of this there was a half-life reference two people sitting at the bar at the counter where uh, the main character from half-life the video game gordon freeman yeah in yeah. which issue in uh the first time they're at the diner way back here right there turn the page right where is it? I don't know. Oh, right there. Yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, they even have the symbol and everything like that. Wow. Yeah, I forgot to mention that. From, it's from Half-Life 2. It's Gordon Freeman with his suit on, and then, I, for the life of me, I can't remember um, the daughter of the Yeah, but that was, issue, that that was issue 8. I forgot to bring that up. Wow, that's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. That's so random. Yeah. Why? Um, probably Nate. Um, nope, Nate Bellegarde is probably a, a fan. I so. wonder what, when did this come out? This came out 
Jeez. Um, I want to say late 2009. No, late 2008. 2008? Yeah. Was that orange box time? Pretty close, When, like, Half-Life that sounds about right. 2 and then the episodes. Episodes. Yeah. 1, 2. Yeah, maybe. But, yeah. Little uh, little Easter egg there. Weird. Mm-hmm. But, anyways, uh, in this strip club, Britt uh, confronts the, uh, the uh, Emperor, telling him how he's sick for basically having... Uh, because the, the girls continue to dance regardless of all the fighting and disaster that's going on around them. And he basically calls them out saying that he's enslaved these people and they're just mindless drones, you know, Mm -hmm. and they continue to fight. Meanwhile, uh, Brittany has all but destroyed Wolfman's face. Oh my God. His, you can't even really see his face. It's just a bloody pulp and invincible is pulling, Brittany off and he's calling for tech jacket to help but she's Brittany's telling uh invincible to stop her yeah she's saying stop me stop me stop me over and over and over again Mm -hmm. and she's like i'll kill you if you don't stop me hit me harder and uh and she kicks invincible saying sorry i never fight fair and uh uh yeah she she picks up uh because tech, tech t- he's he can't move he's disabled whatever the emperor hit me with i i can't move yeah she picks up tech jacket she slams him into invincible she's continuing to beat the shit out of even them and then wolfman whose eye is popping out of his head thrag style is it, it attacks he's Brittany just blood from behind. the, the yeah. top of his the top of his like it just looks like red fur yeah it's, it's yeah and he attacks Brittany from behind and pulls the mind screw out so does he Oh, yeah, he does. He rips yeah. it out. Uh, he says we have to get her to the underground facility. Hopefully, our distraction was enough. Um, so that's it for them. They they managed to to work to make it work out. Then um, Brit and the Emperor continue fighting. Uh, they crash into uh, what Brit says was his father's study, his father's study, and it looks really cool. It's very old fashioned. There's a lot of antique things and sciency things around, and uh, and uh, Donald, the Donald head even says, your father was a scientist, archaeologist. Um, and Donald says, quiet, Becky. So that was Becky asking, was your father a scientist or archaeologist? Oh, talking through, through Donald. Donald. Yeah. Cool. And Britt says something like that. And uh, the, he says that this, the emperor has turned his entire life into a museum. And that's it. That's well, all. It, shows, it shows a picture. And yeah. And it shows a picture of, you're assuming, his father, and a boy, Brittany and a Brittany and Britt. Mm-hmm. And mm. we don't get any more on that until the end of this volume. Well, wasn't it a one a one off too? Yeah, it was, or kind was, of, it was part just of like the, a yeah yeah. And um, they continue fighting. They continue crashing down through levels and levels, and they get the idea to attach the Donald head to a tank. Um, he connects to the circuit boards of that tank and proceeds to fight the Emperor with with that. Um, and that's kind of enough to get the upper hand. Britt continues to fight him. Um, and all the while, like, Britt is, like, really laying into him, like, saying things like, you know, you've become everything we've hated. How many idiots have we fought exactly like you? You know, uh, what, would you, what would you tell your wife, you know, that you killed all the monsters only to take their place? Could you even face her? And... Um, <laughs> it's it's funny he's like you become everything we hate he's like you're even wearing a goddamn cape mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh meanwhile becky's still talking to uh uh 
Donald and uh Donald's jacked up. He's just like a, a robot head. Yeah, he's now. just yeah. And he's uh she said uh what is it? Donald says Becky's hitchhiking in my head. I think she's been there since I tasered myself with her. It was an accident. Becky wants to know uh what the original plan was to stop the emperor. And uh Britt says that it, they were going to kidnap the resistance. The kidna- no, the resistance was going to kidnap you. Uh and they thought that you could connect and wake him up, the original Donald that's inside the Omega jacket. And Donald says that it's worth a try, and they think that they should still do it. And asks Britt to throw him at the Emperor. So he does, and Becky actually zaps into the Emperor to kind of connect with that Donald. Because again, this weird taser lightning bolt thing that mm-hmm. we had no idea what it was connects with electronic devices. So what does it do? It transfers from the Donald head into the Emperor and starts to separate, you know, himself from the actual Omega suit. And uh, he says, like, Britt starts talking to him, saying this is your chance to uh, let go, to let go. You know, he says, like, uh, I mean, I mean, the Emperor says, I-, I watched Jessica die. Do you understand that she burned? The only thing I could do was hold on to her ashes this yeah that was amazing he said my chance i watched jessica die do you understand that she burned alive screaming my name and the only thing i could do was hold on to her ashes Mm -hmm. this is what i have left could you imagine that could you imagine no imagine if you were indestructible and katie was dying and burning alive in front of you what could you do that's insane no and then but 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 brit responds to him saying you know wearing your best friend as a bearskin torturing the people around you who remind you of who you were torturing yourself by living in the tomb of the memories let it go and they have this moment where he's basically saying like i am you you have to do this and he tells him that he has a son he has a wife you know him and him and jessica have a son who's who's in trouble that something's happening to him do you want them to die do you want if i you know i'm not going to go back i'm not going to doom this world i'm not leaving until you give up Mm-hmm. and convinces him to kind of release the Omega jacket. And uh, and he does. And well, he's a skinny... Yeah, he becomes he's the skinny, long-haired, frail-looking old man. And then the Galdarians goes back to their ship, and they're saying the signal is split, the Omega jacket has separated from the host. I think they're trying to reconnect to it. Yeah, right? they say decloak and enter the atmosphere. This will be the only time it's vulnerable. Prepare to fire, destroy the Omega Jacket, but do not mark the planet. This will be the new throne world of the Empire because what um we kind of glazed over was um Brit from the uh, the Emperor. Mm-hmm. He the first thing he did when he melded with that tech jacket was went and destroyed the Galdarians. Yes. The their home world. He destroyed yeah. it and decimated it. Mm-hmm. So these are survivors that want to then claim Earth for their own. Yep. So Donald is still in the Omega jacket, and he's kind of like this ball talking to them now and says, you know, what is going on? I remember Paris. Did we win? Why are there two of you? And he's all confused. And um, the long-haired, you know, em- uh, Emperor Brit says, uh, access your files marked Emperor. We have a lot to talk about. And then Donald says, Brit, what what did we do? You know? And Oh, no. Yeah. And so the Galdarians show up in space and the Emperor fuses again with the suit, you know, with the Omega jacket. And Donald. You know, and and that Donald, not our Donald, of course, um, and kind of view this as an opportunity to kind of right their wrongs and, you know, fly at them. So he flies towards them 
kind of converts into this giant gun and destroys their ship, thus saving them. Um, and they decide to leave. They decide not to go back to Earth, and um, they want to uh, they, they want to keep going off and hunting any Galdarians that they could find. And I think that's awesome. Like that, that's awesome. So we got this villain that this this kind of what is it? Conf- not confused, but he was just a broken villain, you know, mm-hmm. a very good villain who goes and like kind of turns good in the end, goes on this, you know, vendetta against the Galdarians. Um, and they, uh, Brit tells Susan, don't show up on my world again. And he goes back because he wants to go back to his son who is still, you know, like last we saw him yeah was so we don't know what's going on he's creature. still kind of that squid yeah. creature and at this point they've announced that issue 12 will be the final issue they announced it at the end of issue 11 i believe saying like yeah it's it's gonna be ending hmm. you know due to some poor sales and it just was um kirkman says that ultimately the um there were a lot of delays and he thinks that that really affected the issue um or the sales and everything like that so um the issue ends with uh, them back at the Pentagon. Um, we see that guy. Yeah, we do. That's the guy that had the weird yeah, this eye. this is Mr. Henry. He's with internal security. We're going to have to take you into custody. So Internal security of yeah, the Pentagon? Yeah, but he doesn't have the eye patch on. He he didn't have an eye patch on. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe he, yeah. Did, he didn't have an eye patch on. His eye was just like cyborg and attached yeah. to the scope. Yeah. Anyways, they're with Pentagon internal security and they take Mrs. Popper away because, you know, she was the one that stole from them and everything like that. She's from a different dimension. She's She's not even of that world. Yeah. So they uh, take her away for questioning. Um, Meanwhile, Brittany is in recovery. uh, And And she's uh, saying, Britt, your son, our brother, and he's saying she's babbling. Uh, Can you just make her more comfortable? Because she's in like stasis mm -hmm, babbling. mm -hmm. She's saying your son, your our, our brother. Yeah. Um, Britt goes to check on Jessica and he walks in talking to her, but she's not the one that responds. And some creature says, quiet, she's resting. Oh, that's creepy as hell. Uh, and it shows Britt Jr. as this purple tentacle baby saying, surprised to hear your dead brother's voice coming from your son. Your son is with me, Britt, and unless you do exactly as I say, he dies. The art looks really good. Mm-hmm. It's still the same artist. Um, yeah, yeah. Throughout the entire volume, mm-hmm. right? Nate, the last Nate Bellregard. Yeah, like especially like look at this one. The beginning of, uh, I mean, the cover again. Otley, the cover for issue twelve is very fitting for this being the final issue. Um, this issue was outstanding. I loved this issue so much. So Jessica wakes up with Britt fighting this beyond grotesque version of his son that's morphed into this it's not even close to looking like a human anymore it's just yeah and then uh he tells him where to go you know be there in exactly two hours or the boy dies and explodes into this bloody mess covering jessica and she's like i just can't take this anymore um she tells brit to go get our son back find him um and then we see brit in in a in a ship flying as fast as he can with Donald and he crashes the ship straight into the ground. And there, it looks like they're in, in, in like Antarctica or mm-hmm. somewhere. Yeah. 
somewhere like that, and uh, he crashes it into the ground because he has like seconds to be where he needs to be, you know, uh, in that two hour time frame. And the ground opens up and he falls into this underground shelter, this bunker. And in this chair is uh, his brother. Ooh, ooh, Euclid? 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 It's, it's E-U-C-L-I-D. I know that's a name. I've seen Euclid. it before. Euclid? Euclid? I have no idea how to pronounce it. Euclid. Euclid. Euclid? Euclid? Shit. Perhaps. You know what? One second. Okay, we had to look it up. It's pronounced Euclid. Or Euclid. Or Euclid. We just went back to not no, it's, knowing. It's, it's, it's Euclid. It's Euclid. Yeah. Um, yeah, like eucalyptus. No, like you and then clid. Yeah, Euclid. Eu- Eucalyp- Euclid. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Some people pronounce it with like the letter, like it's actually ooh. Mm-hmm. Like Euclid. Euclid. Where are they from? Who? Britain them? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I don't remember. It might be... It's old. I mean, obviously, they're really old. We'll find out yeah. in the end of this. But anyways, uh, Brit shows up and he's like, what is this all about? And it's what it's always about, Euclid says. Uh, you know, it's him being jealous. You know, Brittany has power. You have power. I have nothing. And well, what except right for and proper life. world like- should you have the gifts of a god and I end up like this? And then, yeah, but Britt even says it. He says, you've lived a long life. You've lived longer. I mean, he's still aging, but, you know, maybe just slower because he looks like an old man. Yeah, he, um, ha- he has the power of long life, mm-hmm. just not... Not as long. Not super powered or invulnerable. He has no powers. Yeah. Um, but he finally found the serum. Like, he finally found it, and it's in your son's blood, he says. Um, and he wants to try it on himself. Uh, he said he took the transfusion from his son, you know, days ago, and it's already working. He can feel it. Um, and that he called Britt there to pick up his son. And Britt Jr. is laid out on, like, an operating table, like this giant table. Strapped down. Strapped to... down everywhere. Tons of straps and everything like that. And he's crying, and Britt is on top of him trying to... Oh, my God, this, this part. Yeah, Dude, this, this whole part. thing. Like, that's what I mean. This was so good. All right, let's tell everyone what's going on. So he's you ripping can... off all these restraints off of Britt Jr., and and he's trying to break him free, and then all of a sudden the machine turns on. What machine? there's this giant plate, the same size of the table, that's above them, coming down towards them. It's like a hydraulic press. Yes. That slowly is coming down. Yep. Because, and Euclid says, you better hurry now. You've set off the countermeasures. And he's like, you know, he's saying, like Britt's saying, you know, please, God, please, please don't cry, son. It's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. I'm here. Daddy's here. Don't be, don't be scared. And he's telling Euclid to shut it down. And Euclid's like, what's that, you know, brother? Did I hear you say you can't do something, that you need me to do something? And he's like, that's music to my ears. And the thing he keeps- put, He puts his feet up. Oh, yeah. And watches. He, it, he's not stopping this. And it continues to press. And Britt is saying, I can't stop it. I'm not strong enough. Oh, my God. This page. All right. <laughs> because as we've talked about, even on, you know, the other you know episodes of this podcast, Britt doesn't have super strength. He's just no. invulnerable. And so this thing is pressing. And it's pressing. And he's he's 
he's saying, I, I won't leave you, son. I'm not going anywhere. Someone please help me. Someone please help me. Look at me, baby boy. Look at me. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. I love you. You're everything I ever wanted. You're perfect. Here's daddy. Everything's going to be okay. Daddy's here. And he's and, and there, there are panels. Every every, every, every every time he's saying something, it's a panel of him getting close, closer and closer to his son. Close, and he's going to crush him. Yes, he is. He, who is immortal, is going to crush up against his son, who's not indestructible right and just and and he's not leaving him. and he whispers in his ear daddy's here and then you you turn the page and it's just the press Coom. going Coom. all the way down yeah all the way down and you see euclid who's like laughing to himself and then he realizes oh my god i didn't i didn't think i could shut it off maybe they're still alive maybe i could just and the machine he tries shutting it off but the machine instead smashes further into the ground keeps pressing keeps further pressing and further down and he's like, brother, please forgive me. And then the machine explodes. And Britt stands up with his son in his arms saying, not likely. In his giant splash page. Oh, because he says, forgive me. Like, mm-hmm. that's what. Yeah. Yeah. And. Uh, and you The could... boy's fine. He's all right. And his brother said, he's like, yep, good as new. And then he says, even better. He takes Britt Jr. Brit Jr. by the ankles and smacks. Uh, Euclid across the face with his son, mm-hmm. and then like a baseball bat, like he a just baseball swings bat, swings him. Yep. And, Let's uh, call Uncle Donald and get out of here. Your mother is going to be beside herself when she sees you. And then he says boogie and picks Britt's nose. Mm-hmm. So after being used like a baseball bat. Now, if you guys have not read this, but you've read Invincible, obviously you're familiar with the part where Britt puts his son in a rocket boot. Yeah, one of his rocket boots right. and fires him through robot. Yeah, through robot. So that happened, obviously, after this mm-hmm. happened, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Um, but, man, that scene, that scene of him That scene was super pressing, emotional, man. Oh, oh so because you could just... Well, think, the thing that kind of sucks is we have read Invincible. We do know that. Yeah, that but even Bridget still... Jr. But, Even still, uh, it makes your sim- your st- just with him. What he's saying, he's like, "Look at me, look yeah, at me, look at Daddy's me. here. I'm here. I love you." Oh, uh, see, even now we're affected by it, and we I knew know. It's we've so read good. this, we've read everything. Ugh. Yep. Uh, back at the United States Pentagon, which, by the way, the same panel that's always drawn for the Pentagon that always looks the same with the sign with parking in the rear with the Pentagon behind it this is the first time I've ever seen it. Something change in it where there's a squirrel on top of the sign. There is a squirrel, and as you were talking, I'm like. I was thinking to myself, oh, look at the squirrel right there. I have no idea. I don't know if it's just because it's the end and it's just like, hey, here's a little squirrel for you. (laughs) (laughs) It's just kind of random. Um, Here's another weird thing that won't make any sense. Question it. So uh, we got a family meeting. Everybody's happy getting together. You know, Brittany is okay. Turns out she's fine. Um, Cecil says that they're transferring Euclid to an isolation wing, highest security. Um. Yeah, he tells tells, tells Brit, no, Cecil tells Britt to take the week off. Uh, then we get uh, a page of Donald flying home. And uh, we've got Donald's wife being clearly just upset, saying things like, this just isn't working. I've made up my mind. There's nothing you can say or do. We're getting rid of that damn dog. And it's the dog. It's the it's, pug. It's the that, pug. That Britt. Was in the car in the first yeah, issue of yeah. this volume. And... Uh, and then you see Donald's eyes spark, and, and Donald says, quiet, Becky. So Becky's still in Donald, <gasps> which Becky... means that Becky has been in Donald 
all, all of throughout Invincible. Oh, I wonder if there's anything in it that we should go back and... I don't think there is. I don't think so either. I think we would have noticed maybe yeah. a spark or something like that. Because we would have questioned, like, wait, why did he just say Quiet Becky or yeah. something or about Becky? Yeah. But that's kind of an interesting thing. And I don't know if it's just something that will never be touched on, but Becky's still in Donald. Um, and that's where that storyline ends. Um, back to Britt's household. They're, uh, they order pizza and uh, they're sitting down around the dining table and Jessica's kind of harassing Britt a little bit about him never telling her that he had a brother. And he's like, you know what? You're right. I deserve to tell you all of it. Tonight, we'll sit down. No more secrets. And then we see the asylum, Black Forest Asylum. And there's Slitter. And then as Euclid is passed by Slitter... Uh, Slitter goes from saying bruh, bruh, bruh to Euclid. And then you see Euclid say, all according to plan. So if they knew that this was the last issue, why why, why make a cliffhanger? Kirkman did say that he'd love to come back, co- to use maybe? these characters again. And it's one of those, this is one of those cliffhangers where, you know, Maybe he's out there. Maybe he's going to keep trying to do something. Maybe he'll break out. You know, it's kind of like Doc Seismic. He, you know, he's going to get out. He's going to do something again. It's just going to show that maybe, maybe um, uh, Euclid had something to do with Slitter getting in there. Maybe they were working together he ob- a little he bit. He obviously did because Euclid <laughs> cloned um, Brit oh, or yeah. the DNA. Together, and, right. I, and that was the, the whole squid monster thing. Yeah, you're right. They were they were working together. Yeah, it's just this the way his face looks is it's almost as if he wants to be in the asylum. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. I mean, then again, doesn't he have super strength? No, he did say that he feels oh, the serum working. Yeah, he started to feel the serum working. Nope. No, so, but he he had Brit's powers, which is invulnerability, not super strength. That's Brittany. Oh, maybe yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh well, wait a minute. He did say it, he, he said he just had the original serum, which yeah. had a different effect on Brittany. Had a different... Well, we'll find out right here. Yeah. So, okay. so that is where the issue ends. That that last issue was co-written by Bruce Brown uh, and Robert Kirkman. But at the end of this issue, there is, at long last, the secret origin of Brit. And this was 100% written by Robert Kirkman. So it starts off with, you know, Brit and Brittany deciding to sit down and talk. Brit and Jessica. No, no, not Brittany. Sorry. Yeah. His wife, Jessica. To finally sit down and talk, um, you know, because he had never told her that he had a brother or anything like that. And Jessica says, I don't even know how you became invulnerable. And he says, "Okay, well, we'll start there. And we get this flashback. And uh, Britt says, there was an accident when I was young. I was injured and my mother died. At the time, he was an only child. Uh, My father wasn't there. He returned to find us that way. And it put his dad into this deep depression um, that just completely overwhelmed him. Uh, he said that he vowed to never live through anything like that again. So his dad came out of this depression and uh, kind of, he was a scientist. He was a genius. He, he had said that he, uh, when he saw a problem he wanted to fix, he would teach himself how to fix it. And he invented solutions and it, they traveled all over the world and tried to find, you know, different, uh, like materials and things to make this, 
like super soldier yeah, serum super, essentially yeah. and um uh brit's dad used it on brit and it actually worked and that's how he got his powers uh he he this didn't get cool. it shows him yeah he didn't get super strength or anything like that mm-hmm. that was the only thing was that invulnerability yep and then he did the only thing that he could do with that power enlisted in yeah. world war one obviously war one, yep. because there's gas masks on so there's the trench, trench warfare. warfare yep mm-hmm. very cool um he, he told the doctors that he was born with it yep or born that way yeah and then he joked that being named britney made him ta- taught him to grow up tough i love that panel of him it looks like he's jumping out of a biplane just onto, like he does now yeah onto yeah. another biplane uh in the war and uh, typical using his body as mm-hmm. Britt goes on to say that his dad remarried and uh, had, they had twins. Yeah, they had twins who we know as Brittany and Euclid. Who are much younger than Britt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said the marriage didn't last. Uh, he didn't love her. He never did. And uh, But he was still very much, uh, he still very much cared for Brittany and Euclid. Uh, around that time, he per- found a, he, he had a new version of the serum, a perfected version, because he wanted his, you know, them to be safe as well. It worked completely on Brittany, not only giving her the invulnerability, but also Stopped stopping her aging. her aging almost completely and giving her super strength. And you know, do you notice that it, what it says there too, with a small side effect? Yes, yeah, minor side effects. With- what is that? Although there were minor side effects, see how she's looking at her hair? Oh, it's her her white hair. Yeah. So it, it, it even explained why she has white hair. Because she has brown hair right here, or it's blonde. Oh, you're right. Yep. Yep. And then it turns white. So she is, that's why she's young with really white hair. She's like super cute, and yep. she has not aged at all. She looks, it, what she it almost says, looks exactly the same, yeah. Yeah, she looks like a teenager, yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently on Euclid, it didn't work at all. It had zero effect Not even on a little him. bit. Uh, so I was wrong. So Euclid, he that is how was old just, he is. That's just how He's old just he is. Probably in his nineties. Like yeah. he looks really old. Um, and so they eventually kept fighting each other. Like Euclid, uh, was like kind of became like their A super villain. Their villain, and they fought him several times. Uh, it said that Euclid get, inherited all of his father's genius, but none of his compassion, and. Uh, uh, I would be pissed too. Yeah. If your brother and your sister both got mm-hmm. superpowers. And uh, Jessica asks, you know, why why did your father die? Why didn't he take the serum? And uh, Britt said that, you know, we used to joke that he used us as guinea pigs and that uh, if he's honest, uh, his father would have gone crazy, you know, you know, wait, wait, if I'm honest, my father had to have gone a little crazy when my mother died. All the things he did weren't exactly rational. Who knows why he did any of the things he did? It's not like a whole lot of, uh, a whole hell of a lot of sense made. <clears throat> but anyways, he goes on to say that I don't think I, I don't think he loved her so much. He didn't want to live forever without her. Maybe dying was worth the small chance that he might actually get to see my mother again. You know, so here's Brit's father who had the serum to live forever, chose to die to be with his wife again. Mm. And Jessica says, that's so sad. Oh, my God. Could you ever love me that much? And Britt says, honey, I, I already love you more. And he says, no more secrets, no more surprises. That's it. And they go to bed. And that's it. That's how it ends. That's how it ends. So for those of you who did not know what Britt's, you know, We talked or, about origin. in 
the volume one of this Brit discussion about how, you know, we don't know Brit's origin. Mm-hmm. We don't know how he got his superpowers. Um, I mean, we, we can go back and listen to what we thought after volume one, what we thought after volume two. Here we are at the end of it. Was it worth it? Yeah. You know, did, I did you, are I, you satisfied I, with I Brit as a character? Yeah, I appreciate Brit and his family that much more. And you have a way more of, of an understanding of the character, too, like that he's just invulnerable. Because for some reason, why did it seem like he maybe wasn't an invincible? You know what I mean? Like we were confused about it. This does a really good job yeah. of like, no, he just throws himself at oh, yeah, bad guys yeah. and like he's he attaches a bomb to his chest and like yeah, drops, drops himself into you know what I mean? Like it does a very good job of like showing what he can and can't do. Mm-hmm. And then his sister, Brittany, who's mm-hmm. awesome, like she's super funny. Um, Donald. I mean, yep, if anything, so you get so Donald. much more of Donald and his family and, and his origin story. And, and just like we get to see Invincible and how the other universe Invincibles tell us a story about you know, a part of Invincible that we might not really see. I think getting to see the Emperor told us a lot about Brit. You know what I mean? Like, about his family and how he views people around him and what he would do in a situation in mean, which everybody was ripped away from him. very much like his father, if you think about it. Like, yeah. overtaken by grief. And, oh, yeah, and right. would do anything to, you know, get that feeling back. Like, it makes sense. It's in his genes. It's in his blood, mm-hmm. you know? So from here... Um, Kirkman said after this was canceled that he'd love to bring Brit back. This isn't the end of him. Um, And uh, he did in a way through Guarding the Globe, which is the series that came out. It's a two-volume series that later became Invincible Universe uh, that is also two volumes. Uh, Which did you read? Oh, yeah. I read those issue to issue when they came out. And now is Brit pretty prominent? Brit is very prominent in both of those. And Donald... Is Becky in it? Uh, or not Becky, um, I don't Brittany? remember a lot. I don't think so. I don't remember a lot of those, but I'm excited to tackle those uh, next. I know next up is probably going to be, I mean, we're going to finish uh, Astounding Wolfman. We've got uh, Tech Jacket to talk and everything like that. Mm-hmm. But soon we'll be uh, talking Guarding the Globe, Invincible Universe, and everything like that. And we'll find out more about Brit. But I thought Brit is absolutely, completely worth reading. I thought it was a lot of fun. The second volume. Second volume is a little you're rough. Not, you're not alone. Yeah. If you're reading it and you're like, what the fuck am I reading right yeah. now? You're not alone. Just get through it. and um, it, it may, Everything becomes worth it. You know, there are a few things we never found out more about. Who that sock head guy was? That what crazy was guy? Name? Uh, I it don't know. Like we called bent? him. Um, it was Bent something. Or no, something. it was Abe. Yeah. Um, something but anyways that guy that kind of deadpool um deathstroke kind of guy we never found out more about him his mask was taken off yeah he said you look like and then um that was all we got so could we assume that it was just another brit clone i don't that's kind of what i thought but yeah we'll never we will literally never know unless it did come up with something else but i don't think it did no i don't remember but there weren't many casualties to to the you know to the cancellation other than that and maybe the the uh the agency that you know had the things in their eyes other than that that was pretty much it oh yeah because um mrs popper got taken away yeah but she was an invincible no she was an early invincible she was invincible after that issue i came out came she out was? I think. are you sure be close she was in invincible 60 so it will no it was it was it was, it was after that because um i want to say uh these came out 
right around Conquest, and that was after 60. These came out during Conquest? Right around that time period, wow. I think. I think, because FCO was coloring this, I want to say around the time he was coloring in Invincible. No shit. Yeah. Not 100% on that, so don't hold me to it. So that does it. That does it for Brit Volume 3. Hopefully uh, this was enjoyable to you guys, especially if you've read along or if you've read it before. Um, again, totally recommend it, especially for Volume 3. Volume 1 was awesome in itself, too. Mm -hmm. Some great Invincible tie-ins. I think it definitely expanded the Invincible universe, if only to show us alternate universe characters and everything like that. But I enjoyed it. Uh, let us know what you think. Uh, Bill, thank you for joining me for this one. Yeah, thanks Feels for good having... to kind of wrap up. Get, just be done with just it. Just to, to wrap yeah. up something. So we'll be back in two weeks, hopefully with uh, New Reader Volume 11. Oh, my gosh. And then they'll be and like then they're right just about there. caught up. So close. So thanks again for listening, everybody. Have a good night. Bye. Bye. Welcome to Americana. Please make your selection followed by the pound sign now. Katie, don't close the door. Katie, come on.